to start this podcast a little bit differently. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Elizabeth Wynn. I'm a junior at Vandy. Yep. Cool. How do you know me? Oh, sorry. I guess I should start with that. I'm I'm Kevin's girlfriend. Yeah, because nobody really cares about your your credentials necessarily. Oh yeah, because in this patriarchal society, it only matters that women are how they relate to men rather than how they stand as an autonomous being. I didn't expect that to happen, actually. Wait, this... what? <laughs> like, you're throwing so much shade <laughs> in the beginning of this. Well, you know, you said prepare for this podcast, so I need to get all my thoughts and opinions in the 60 minutes or however many minutes this podcast will be. Probably, so... probably. Well, if you keep backsassing me like that, maybe like uh, 20 <laughs> minutes, we'll have to cut you off early. I wasn't backsassing you. I was like sassing society. The, the patriarchy. And... Yeah, that wasn't at you. Unless you feel like it was at you, to which you need to self-reflect. That, that wasn't at true. you, though. That was a case of uh, toxic masculinity on my part. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so, but because, you know, you are my girlfriend, one would expect that you would know a lot about my endeavors with this <laughs> podcast. Yes, I guess so I would. So I'll ask a couple questions. How many episodes of this podcast have you listened to um I've, there's only one i haven't watched which is the most recent one but okay. all the others i've like listened to okay so so how many podcasts in total have you listened to so far is this a question of like how many there are yeah yeah okay well there's one with your roommate okay one um with your friend daniel okay and then there was one with your friend at u michigan uh-huh. and that's the one i didn't listen to so oh, i guess okay. i listened to two to three is there more than three is what there... about the one with Matesh? I is that released already? That was the uh, most recent one, yeah. Oop! So I won't watch half of them, but you know I'm not a podcast listener. If you like posted like I don't know videos on YouTube or something, then yeah. I would watch it. You know, if I posted a uh, Sophia Nygaard video, or yeah. If you like did like a Bon Appetit Test Kitchen video, exactly. If you did like I don't know recreating like Pop Tarts or something, then I would watch the content. But that's definitely on my bag because like as a girlfriend, I should be watching. No, you can regardless do. You can do whatever you of want. what the medium is, but that's my. But bag. you would pre- you would prefer if I was on the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. I mean, yes, because I, I would die for Claire. So. Yeah, you would die for Claire from the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. Exactly, so <laughs> okay. my bad is what I'm trying to say. I will listen to them, <laughs> okay. I swear. If anything, if people don't listen to this podcast, they should at least watch the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen on YouTube because that is maybe one of the best forms of media <laughs> I've seen in my lifetime. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much all the questions I have for you about that regard damn he just put me he just called me out as like a bad girlfriend he was like you're on a wednesday night blast right now i know is, is that a term wednesday night blast i think just like a putting somebody on blast is the term and then you can and then you can put as a prefix some other whatever oh okay. i mean it's a wednesday night so it's a wednesday night blast i see i just didn't realize that people used it like they used a prefix or whatever to describe the blast like i thought it was just putting you on blast not Wednesday. I, I thought maybe it was like wine Wednesday or something, like a common common phrase or something no. like that. I mean, I think I think using context clues you can figure it out. You know, just mix and match these different sayings that we use. Sorry to use context. You're not a very good listener, are you? No, I'm a critical that's, thinker. That's why I'm not on your podcast. I feel like your your liberal arts education has failed you in that regard. Actually, who has probably taken more liberal arts education? Oh, yeah. oh easily, easily me. you. Easily me. I was still doing my liberal arts requirements up to the last semester of uh of college exactly and you know almost did a political science minor have several classes underneath my belt from that i mean you you still could finish that political science minor if you wanted to that's true it's more of a choice but no one wants to hear about that so well i mean we already filled up like five minutes with us rambling (laughs) (laughs) but no one Uh, wants to hear about me being like all right so i have six credits i need to complete (laughs) my senior year no one gives a shit about that what was that voice was that your (laughs) Very like, entertaining for you, Kevin. Like girl who can only talk about her academics voice. Yes, that's uh, I don't know. My you who's that? Um, Daria. That's my Daria voice. Actually, it doesn't sound like that, but like a Daria type, you know, that nerdy kind of edgy. Actually, that the person I was doing wasn't edgy at all. He was just nerdy. Who's, who's Daria? Daria is like a famous '90s. I wouldn't say sitcom, but TV show. She was very like moody, like existential. Judy Moody, who's that? <laughs> Judy Moody was like early 2000s uh, book character. Her name was Judy and she was quite moody. I see. Yeah. Okay. She was friends with Flat Stanley, 
whose name was Stanley, and he was, he was quite flat. Was Stanley the one that was, like, like was in male? Probably. I mean, he's flat enough. He could be a male. I think I've seen him in a book cover where he was, like, in a male... What's that called? A letter? male strip club. No. That's a mall strip club, right? Is that what you're saying? A mall strip club? Yeah. What's a male strip club? A strip club in which there are males who are Oh, sorry. Club. I was just thinking... See, I was very thinking of one-track mind, you know, like, male as in M-A-I-L. So then my mind was very... You're right, know, but, you know, we have males homophones that... or homonyms or whatever they're called. That's true. It was a wordplay of sorts. <laughs> I got you. I think I just forgot how the English language worked for a second. I yeah. just got very confused. So you can't really speak any languages then, huh? <laughs> yeah, because uh, then there's no lingual, you know? There's monolingual and there's, then there's no lingual. No lingual, that's me. Uh, so I guess there is one more question. What is what is this podcast? Um. So this podcast is essentially... Um, you taking guests on and then asking them a question from, uh, is it the New York Times? Published and made famous by the New York Times. Published and made famous by the New York Times. originally created by a psychologist. Yeah, and these questions are supposed to make you, like, closer to someone, right? Or Yeah, yeah. I think the correct terms like, make them fall in love with you or something like that. Well, you're already just still in love with me that I guess we already accomplished that. I thought you were going to be romantic and say, you're so in love with me, but I guess, you know... (laughs) Okay then. <laughs> so I think that's a pretty that's a pretty accurate description. And what is the what is the title of this podcast? Thirty six. Thirty six. I feel like interrogated. I feel like I'm being quizzed right now. I'm I'm just trying to come up with um something new with the podcast. I don't like giving the typical intros and whatnot. That's you know? true. That's fair. But I mean that's pretty much it. And then this is this is the bonus question. Where can users submit not users, but like listeners submit their questions? Um or like, I guess like, if they want advice, for example, in addition to 36 questions that we talk about, what email address can they can they go on to ask those? <laughs> <laughs> 36. No, no, you're already wrong. Pod36cast at gmail.com. That's podcast with 36 in between pod and cast. How am I supposed to know this thing? Maybe I'm just on edge about him quizzing me because I've been at his house. I like, how you, I like how you look at the <laughs> no, microphone. because the microphone is going to lament with me and understand my struggles. Like, I've been The here. microphone is an inanimate object. It feels nothing. But the, the microfa- microphone... The microfam? <laughs> micro- <laughs> yes, Bam, exactly. what's wrong with you? What's up with you? <laughs> it's microfam. It's the audience. They, they're the, they, this microphone symbolizes the fam or the audience. <laughs> the people that are listening with me and who are going to sympathize with me. Yeah, yeah, And the fact sure. that I'm being quizzed on trivial things like trivial? The, email, the email to <laughs> we, the podcast. We leave the trivial for the trivial pursuit. But, is... Okay, how many people have actually emailed you advice things? Is it is it on your Instagram? It The the link might be, but I have gotten zero emails from gmail <laughs> and the gmail.com. Exactly, which is the, the main thing is, most likely if you're listening, just go on in Kevin's Insta <laughs> to make your advice there. Or your advice questions there. I'm gonna need you to enunciate a little more. You're you're laughing so much because I'm just so funny, and your I, laughter. And I'm your more speech. laughing at the situation, at how ludicrous it's everything is. Situational humor. Situational humor. It's not like you're you. not laughing because of me. It because the situation that we're in. Yes. Great. Uh, you're currently staying with me at my house. Yes. In Cleveland, Ohio. In Cleveland, Ohio. And what are the other two? Cities that start with C in Ohio. <laughs> Columbus and then Cincinnati. There you go. Wow, you finally learned. Um, what do you think of Northeast Ohio? How's our time here so far? It's really fun. I think it's... Uh, I really like the Midwest. Or the... One thing I like about the Midwest is how pretty it is. It's very scenic. I grew up watching Gilmore Girls and it reminds me a lot of that. Even though that's more like Connecticut. Like seeing like the leaves. Mm-hmm. I think even, obviously, though, the leaves change. And like the foliage of that looks like... Mm-hmm is is in nashville as well it's not as like vibrant as it was in like michigan or in ohio i think the snow has really gotten to me the way it just blankets the ground so it's something that that you do not experience in in nashville or the south as a whole exactly and i i I don't know much honestly i haven't interacted with the people much besides you and unless you represent Mm -hmm. all of ohio i I definitely do not respect represent all of ohio yeah well in that case like what i've seen of it it's a very cute town very mm. seems very picturesque with like the cute little shops yeah and stuff. so let's get into the question the okay. main portion of this the questions that we asked well the question let me pull up the actual description of it uh first so i don't butcher it too much silence is this what you're gonna edit out i don't know i might <laughs> 
when people ask me to edit out things or when I mention it, I feel like I usually end up not editing it out. Oh, really? So this probably will get in there. <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> can we get back to something? Probably, you know. <laughs> um, so the question is, before making a, a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Um, definitely yes. Uh, <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> Are we done? No, we just Why'd started. Why did you make that noise? <laughs> How dare you answer this question I asked you? Because I want, first, first we're going to ask... Well, I want you to guess, you know, um, how other people on my Instagram have answered this question. I'm going to say, like, 90% of the people say yes. It's definitely, like, in, in that was, range. I, mean. I feel like it's only that one weird person who just is, like, naturally, like, extroverted and like, sociable and char- charismatic that can just get on the phone and say whatever, you know? Probably, well, like, my best friend Ananya. Like, she could probably go on a phone oh, without rehearsing. Shout out to Ananya Gandhi. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to her. She probably is... Uh, socially adept enough to yeah. not rehearse but it's not just one person who said no it's, it's, it's seven people who said no okay but what's the percentage uh well 26 said yes 26 said yes yeah they that they do rehearse so there's majority of people don't rehearse what no the majority of people do rehearse because yeah they said yes we do rehearse <laughs> wait what was it over again 26 to 7 oh i heard tw- i asked you percent and then you said 26 oh well i can't do this math right now <laughs> um i mean okay so seven times four is gonna be 28 so we'll say like four oh, it's to cool, it's cool. So four to one yeah like 80 percent basically okay so i like, guess it's pretty good right that's yeah that's actually pretty good um so now now you can go ahead and explain why <laughs> you, you you do rehearse in your mind what you're gonna say before you speak I think even for majority of phone calls that you would need to make, they're usually more professional, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, um, like, even, I don't know, do you kind of consider FaceTime a phone call? Do I consider FaceTime as in, like, a, a FaceTime Like, FaceTime interview? with friends? Oh, FaceTime with friends? Yeah, we can extend the, the option. Yeah, I feel like that's the only scenario in which I don't rehearse. Even when I'm making an appointment for, like, the eye doctor or something, I've rehearsed in my head, like... Hello, my name is Elizabeth Wynn. I am, I, you know, whatever. I need to make an appointment for this date and this date, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially for, like, interviews, I would say not, I don't rehearse the whole thing, but, you know, you definitely come in knowing that they're going to ask you certain questions. And I don't know. I think this question was more in the sense of, like, not, like, the interview type thing. Because, I mean, even if you had an in-person interview, you would definitely practice beforehand what you're going to say. That's fair. I, I just think that this is, like, kind of the everyday sort of call, mm-hmm. which I think you still indicate yes you would practice that too yes i think if the phone call has a purpose then yes like if i'm calling a friend and like so i there's definitely been times where um my friend has been like or i have been like i need to talk about this thing you know like you don't know what happened the tea is spilled you know you're like okay you know mm-hmm. you make some chit chat and you're like what happened with chad you know chad i don't know well the first issue is that you that you associated with somebody named chad no but you know the the person you know that's a a fake name for a potential like i don't know boy problem uh, or something so chad symbolizes this grander issue yes of the fuck boy exactly not just the fuck boy but you know of the boy oh okay, okay. <laughs> But, so, if my friend has that kind of purpose, or, like, wants to call me for that, then it's just, like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, maybe not rehearse, but you definitely have, like, an idea of how things are going to go mm-hmm. out. But if it's just a, just a call with a friend, then, of course, I'm just going to be, like, hey, what's up? I mean, I, I feel that way with, um, I mean, a lot of, like, calls I need to do to, like, schedule an appointment, or, like, if I'm calling, I mean, I think the, the example that comes to my mind is when I was calling, like, the Homeowners Association for my for my apartment i had asked them about like parking things and i was like i need to like these are the things i need to talk about and if i had to prepare beforehand what i was going to ask them i would not have remembered to like ask them about like one like how do i obtain like a parking pass of two how do i like um like who do i contact for that everything i mean these like sort of like important calls i definitely prepare for especially because a lot of these topics i'm not especially like prepared to talk about like without some sort of preparation like health insurance for example and i was like dealing like calling somebody about that i'm like i need to like i i don't know the jargon for this mm-hmm. and so especially then i can't just like you know wing it and, and get it all right for you even like when talking to friends i feel like there's some sort of, sort of preparation there which i think i even like do in, in real life yeah um, i think even like even when you're catching up with like especially like for example like 
uh, my high school friends, Lily and April, like, we don't mm-hmm. see each other often, so when we do see each other, it's kind of, like, a catch-up thing, and then it's kind of, like, you have, even when you hang out for a whole day, or even for a phone call that lasts, like, like three hours or something, or even longer, you're, like, what, like, a reflection on, like, what is important in my life, what has, what events do I really want to get across, because, like, for example, this one time I was having dinner, like, with my close friend, Kathy, mm-hmm. and, um, like, I totally left out this huge part of my life. And then, because I did, you know, I didn't rehearse, like, not rehearse, but, you know, I didn't think about, like, mm-hmm. things to mention when you're, like, oh, like, what's been up with me lately? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, so many things. Especially, like, when I know I'm going to catch up with somebody, I come up with, like, a couple things that I know have been going on in their life. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can talk about all those old things and whatnot. I mean, have you seen, you haven't seen Parks and Rec, have you? No. Okay, cause I remember there was a scene where Leslie Nope is going on a date with somebody, and she has, like, these flashcards of things that she wants to talk about with, the, with her date, one of them being, like, whales or something. I kind of empathize with her in that sense. Like, I definitely have kind of, like, a checklist I want to, you know, check off all these different things that I want to talk about with somebody. I just don't do it to the extent that I have, like, a written thing for that, you know? Yeah, I think you do. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it depends on what you mean by rehearse. Like, I definitely have a set number of topics, maybe a certain field I mm-hmm. want to get across. Like, uh, you know, like, if I'm, like, cat, like with Lily and April summarizing my life, I do think of, like, key points in my life that are, mm-hmm. that I think represent the whole so in that case, I'm trying to paint a picture, so to paint a mood. So then there's certain things that I have to talk about, but I don't rehearse like what I'm going to say exactly. So I guess it just depends on what you mean by rehearse and all that. Yeah. But I don't think like I, I don't bring in like certain, like maybe certain topics if we're talking about my life. But if I'm like for the first time meeting someone or, or something like that, then I guess there is, I don't bring up like whales or something, you know. Well, why not? Well, I just... I don't know what to say about them. I'd be, I don't know much about whales. I'd be like, they're blue. Maybe. Well, they're not all blue. You see, I feel on that front already. <laughs> they they live in the ocean. I, I can't disagree with that one. That's no. that's about it. You know, yeah. have you seen them on the episode of Bojack Horseman? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're watching Bojack Horseman and the whale reporter. Yeah, sometimes... Sorry, I feel like I'm talking to Kevin as if, like, we're just having a conversation. But but that's essentially what this is supposed to be. I mean... That's true. It's just I'm worried that, like, it's coming off as I'm just talking to you and they don't know... You know, like, it's like when you hang out with some friends and then there's, like, you're, like, a third wheel and, like, a friend group and then the whole Mm. friend group is just, like, they have all these, like, inside jokes and happenings and you're just like what the fuck is going on you know i don't want the audience to feel like that i feel that a lot of the time actually (laughs) yeah but then it's weird like when you hang out with friends like that and they're like they have their inside jokes and they know like there's certain things that happen with them like do you want them to like point it out that you don't know you know what i'm saying they're like oh by the way this happened or do you rather just end the confusion i don't know i always appreciate when somebody explains the situation to me so i kind of like get in and also that's just kind of like the predicament of being like the new person in a group mm-hmm. having conversation i mean it's good if like the group kind of non-verbally agrees to like talk about things that everybody can discuss you know that's fair i think i'm just like as an introvert i just get like i'm like okay if i don't know then let's just hide into the darkness you kind of sit there just yeah. like camouflage you know chameleon <laughs> effect let's go and then you can ask your 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 friend kind of like to explain that once you're out of the conversation anyway exactly um so, I mean, I think the the most I actually, like, ever do rehearse for, for talking is do you ever, like, stand in the shower, kind of, like, when you're mad, and you're thinking, like, oh, like, in retrospect, in this argument I had with this person, this is what I could have said, mm-hmm. and then I've done that a lot. And then also, when I'm, like, really mad about a situation, I'm, like, this is, like, what happened, this is how I get back at the person. Oh, that's like, kind of evil. Like, what if I, what if I, like, now. disappeared? What? That's kind of, that's kind of... If I disappeared and then I was like a ghost who came back and talked to the person who did me so much harm and I was like, you have ruined my life and I want you to know that if you hadn't done this to me... Oh, you're like the, right. the ghost of Christmas past or something, you know? Is that what the ghost of Christmas past does? I'm not sure, but it sounds, it sounds the title sounds fitting. Maybe, yeah. I just make references. Who knows if they're correct, you know? That's kind of what this whole podcast is about. It's making references it's, it's me, that may or may not be correct. Not even references, just like me not being entirely sure if what I'm saying is correct. Well, I know from like Scrooge that the Ghost of Christmas Past is like saying these are things that you have fucked up on. So that's what you're kind of saying to this person, right? Is oh yeah, look I how mean, you look how you fucked me over. Basically. I mean, sometimes I feel in the I you know like the the thirteen reasons why is that the show mm-hmm. or yeah like the girl like who does like the whole suicide 
thing, not the suicide thing, but commit suicide. I mean, sometimes like when I'm feeling like very like moody or edgy or like down, I kind of like think in a similar way, and it's like, oh, I want people to like know how much they have to repent for what they've done. Jesus, that's... but I'm never gonna do. I'm never gonna fall through with, with what she does. Obviously, that is so much. But I mean, sometimes being in a shower. I get that way. I get in my feels. I feel like everyone gets in their feels in the the shower. One of the Apple mm-hmm. music playlists I love to listen to is called, like, In My Room. And this is a picture of a girl just laying on a bed with her headphones in. Mm-hmm. And, like, a tear is just going down <laughs> her face. And I feel like that's a lot of my mood. Like, I listen to music like that all the time. And I usually am actually not the type of person to, like, shower thoughts like that. And that, like, I just sit in there and I'm, like... Brooding. Brooding. Just yeah. kind of, like, making a list of revenge things yeah. I needed to get done, but... I haven't done that recently. It was, I think it was mostly in high school when I was going through <laughs> That sounds like a very high school hashtag emo thing to do, you know? Yeah, although I was not hashtag emo, I was hashtag sad boy. You, yeah, you were a sad boy, but I don't think sad boy was a term for then yet. Yeah, but I mean, if it was a thing, I'd definitely be a sad boy. Yeah. I have, like, moments of being a sad girl now, but yeah. I never get to the point of, like, 13 Reasons Why and just being yeah, super... Yeah, definitely not the best way to go and if you do that's feel super unhealthy that's if, not the way to go kids if you, you do know? feel like you have mental health issues and you need to talk to somebody you know talk to a family friends counselor mm-hmm. you know there's seek no professional shame. help there's no shame in having a you know depression or, or whatnot exactly. i think a lot of people do and so we're just trying to break down the stigma and that is our contribution to the mental health initiatives <laughs> I feel like that was a bad contribution. I actually feel kind of bad. I feel like we what? did it a disservice, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I actually like do, I do care a lot about a lot of these mental health issues. Mm, and definitely. I mean, in my ways of dealing with it, I've always kind of um, sought to talk to my friends and just get comforted, comfort from them. No, um, for sure. And I mean, I even went to like the, the counselor at the mental health counselor at Vanderbilt yeah. for, for a few weeks because it is really important and, like, I mean, everybody should do it, honestly. If, if there's any indication that they should kind of go see a, a professional about that, they should. Exactly, and I think there is also just uh, knowing when there's, like, a place where, you, like, your friends can no longer or your friends and family can no longer seek, um, can help you in the way that you need help and that you need to seek professional help to, just to keep your your friends, like, healthy boundaries is in mind right, as well right. so well that was uh that that was a that, big uh, skirt <laughs> <laughs> a big segue from the original prompt i guess yeah but um i don't know how we ended up here but like you described when you're talking with friends that's just kind of what happens a lot you know you just go on these big tangents you were talking about something oh you said that you rehearse a lot of these things in the shower like for phone calls yeah not not so much anymore i guess <laughs> I mean, and, and I love how in the beginning you're like, yes, <laughs> we took such a, like, such a, a detour, you're like, actually, I don't make those kind of thoughts I mean, in the this, shower this was anymore. a self-reflection of sorts. Um, <laughs> this was a journey, you know, we we thought we had, were in one place in the beginning, and now at the end, we're at a different place with a different Yeah, also, uh, I mean, these were, these, these um, rehearsals were all, like, for hypothetical situations anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, definitely not for phone calls. I think for the regular phone call, I don't nearly do that much imagine if you went to the shower and you're like okay so i'm gonna call my dentist today and i'm gonna you know i need to make an appointment between this date and this date that'd be so much i like to reserve i think my shower time is very you know it's like a sanctuary it's very sacred it's reserved for good music good vibes yeah like self-care you know moisturizer face mask whatnot yeah my shower times were definitely not self-care necessarily it's more like self-doubt Oh. oh, deep. Oh. More like deep, more like oh. sad. Sad boy. <laughs> sad boy. Sad boy hour. Cool. Sad boy hour. As we do on the show, we like to expand upon this prompt a little bit, mm-hmm. sometimes very closely related and sometimes a little more distantly related. So still on the context of making phone calls, what are like the happiest and saddest phone calls that you have ever made or received? Do you, um, want, to do, do you want to do happy or sad first? How will you go first? I go first? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we already had a sad moment just now. Happy. <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah. My happiest moment, I actually don't remember if it was a phone call or a text, but I remember I was sitting in my dorm room in high school, um, kind of during the college admissions sort of time period. And I remember getting, I'm assuming probably was a call from my mom, and she told me I got like a full ride from Vanderbilt. And I was like, holy shit. And I actually like do remember like standing up out of my chair and like, like jumping a little bit. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, if you know me, I don't 
That is that seems very anti-Kevin. I know? don't. That is like anti like my whole persona, my whole like being, like, <laughs> jumping up and being happy. I really can't imagine that. I feel like you're lying for the for the sake of the story. But actually, I do. I at the very least, I like stood up and I was like, "Holy fuck!" That, that's a lot. Standing that, up a lot is a lot for me. That is. That's a lot. It's a huge energy uh, energy expenditure for me to do that. <laughs> but I still did. I mean, it was it was huge. I'm like, oh shit, like this is like my college, like kind of figured out my whole, the next four years of my life kind of figured out just mm. now. Granted, I mean, it wasn't entirely figured out. Like I still had to go and visit and like see if it was like, you know, um, not worth my time, but like a good fit for me. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was the beginning of something beautiful. I think that phone call was, uh, was really good for me. That's always nice. I think the college admissions really does bring out like the best and worst of times, you know? People have capitalized on it on YouTube. Yeah, those, like, decision videos that come yeah. out. But, like, I watch them sometimes, and I, I like to watch them because I think there is such, like, you know, there are rare moments in your life where you feel, like, that height of emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even when you're happy, like, someone I mean, got you a cool gift. It, it doesn't compare to, like, you know, 18 years of... gift of, of education. <laughs> exactly, kids, stay in school. Don't become, like, a YouTuber and just drop out of school. But Some YouTubers though, are successful, but okay. We'll that's fair, but you don't need an education either. Anyway, no need wait, for this. Wait, wait, wait. You just said stay in school, and then you said you don't. You don't need an education either. That's to say that like an education will not bring you. Not everyone needs to go to right, right. college, but that is to say that don't bank on like becoming a YouTuber or an influencer, and then not go to school. You know, yeah, yeah. like you do need to have like some practicality. But anyway, so college admissions is like eighteen years of hard work, and there's mm-hmm. you know sometimes I watch them and it makes me like I get like a. I empathize with them. Not empathize, but, like, I can picture myself, like, when I was right, a senior. Right, shoes. And I can, I can feel that kind of excitement, too, because I was very excited when I got into Vandy, too. I yeah. remember crying, which is not as dramatic as, as it is for you when you stood, because you know, I cry all the time, but... Right, you're a, a crybaby. I am a crybaby, so... Yeah. But my, my dad hugged me, so that's, that's a lot, yo. <laughs> that's chill. <laughs> that's chill, you know. Good times. Good times. What, what was your best phone call? I don't know if it's the best, but it's the one that came to mind when you asked me this question. And it's, I guess it's more like bittersweet, but I would say like, um, this summer I had a really good conversation with Pauline. Um, who, who is your, who is my roommate slash really good friend, really good friend. Yeah. We're going to Singapore together. But anyways, I don't know why we went on the phone, but, um, we talked to each other and it was a little bit of conversation about like immigration and like identity and it's specifically about kind of like two cousins, uh, Keen and Coco, and they're half Korean, half Vietnamese, and we we're talking about. They're also super cute. They're really cute, and uh, Pauline is like half French, and half Hispanic. Because of that, like we were just talking about like struggling with between two identities, and it's it was a very interesting talk. Mm. What are the two identities that you struggle with? I mean, it wasn't like a. It was more like for Keen and Coco looking at that mm. from an outside perspective. I mean. If we look at it from, like, everyone has more than one identity, right? Like, like that's... Well, the chads are just chads. I guess, no, I mean, that's the whole thing about intersectionality, you know, is that, you know, you're coming at it from a perspective of me, which, is, like, for me, for example, it's, like, woman, it's bisexual, it's, um, like, Asian American, these things, and, like, for you, mm. it'd be, like, straight, male, like... Cis, white cis, male. exactly. And then for Chad, who's our caricature, is a... Of a boy in general. Of a boy. You know, stereotypically, when we imagine Chad, we think white, cis, straight. You Just know, like that, that, that's intersectionality. Football, beer. It's about these identities coming together. But yes, for, for Colette and Keen and then Pauline, we're talking about it specifically and dealing with, like, two ethnicities or two races and all that. What was that? I didn't hear the last part. Oh, two ethnicities or two races oh, okay. coming together. You mumbled a little bit, which is why I asked you to repeat it. I'm sorry. I'm not good at enunciating. Plus, when I get nervous sometimes, it just yeah, just, it just comes off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then, then if I, I said something, but if you didn't hear me, then that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't hear it, it probably wasn't important in the first place. Exactly. It's like if you can't hear me, then you can't clarify you know or ask me questions about it then the conversation ends and then as an introvert that means it's over and that's, and that's good that's good. <laughs> that's good silence is good for an silence introvert. is good jesus this is good for for conversation huh uh-huh exactly yeah all right uh sad phone call sad phone call ah uh, i there are several that come to mind i 
a lot of times I've called like Lily, my high school friend. Um, she's just a person I go to just for like comfort. She feels like a lot like home in high school and a time of simplicity. Like for example, I called her. I don't know why I made such a weird noise there, but what, I, what noise are you making? This noise, you know. Oh, I don't like that noise. It I comes off really badly on the microphone. Okay, can you can you edit that out? Probably not. Not mentioned it. <laughs> okay, how about I restarted the whole? No, just there? Jesus, just just go, <laughs> go. Stop wasting my time. <laughs> hey, but what I'm saying is that uh, it was like a little time of simplicity, whatever. So like when I didn't um, like get like an like an internship, I called her. In college, there were times where I felt really, like, alone or, like, unsure about what I wanted to do with my life. Like, I would call Lily. And she would also call me with, like, talks about, like, same thing, you know, just feeling lost or yeah, friendship troubles. And that's always, like, nice to always feel like you come back to someone who always, like, always understands you and just gets you in a way that I think most people don't. And, I mean, the best thing is that she can, like, empathize with whatever you're going through, usually. Yeah, exactly. I think I think me and Lily also, I guess, come from a similar point of view. Like, we think of things in a very similar way. I didn't realize this until I went to college. I was like, me and Lily get along because we're not, like, just alike or anything like that. But we, we like, if we, you give us a situation and you, like, if you gave me a question, was like, what do you think of this scenario? You know, like, Lily and I would have the same, like, logic going through. So that's always, like, nice to have. Mm-hmm. I would, I'd be curious if I, like, plugged a little, like, uh, like, earphone into both your ears, and then I was having a conversation with you, and then she responded for you, if mm-hmm. I could, if I get, like, the same, if I, if I wouldn't notice anything is up. I think Lily and I do talk differently, though. Like, Lily's very, like, mm-hmm. Twitter, I would say, like, Twitter language, and I don't know if I fit that. Because you don't have a Twitter. I don't have Twitter. You don't fit everything you have to say in 150 characters. Exactly. Lily's is nice and short, and as people probably can tell from this podcast, I'm... I'm really verbose. Verbose? Uh, Verbosity is great. No, I mean, concise is good. Well, That's what we concision. learned from the ACT kids. Uh, nobody gives a fuck about the ACT anymore, okay? Okay, what if your eight, your listeners are, like, junior juniors in college or high school and really struggling with the ACT? I mean, well, if they apply to the UC schools, apparently some group in California was suing the UC schools because they don't want them to use standardized tests to, like, see how good applicants were anymore. So if mm-hmm. that goes through, then just apply to the UC schools because then you can just show off your extracurriculars or whatever. Okay, guys, I guess being concise does not matter. I mean, no, I mean, I, I, I like how you speak. It's um not exactly verbose, necessarily. I think it is t- it's a long journey, but it's a coherent thought process. Really? Because I feel like what it, what it is is the, you know, like the whole meme from uh, The Office where it's like, sometimes I start my sentence and I'm not sure where they'll finish. I feel like that's what happens with me. It's like, I have a general idea, but it's all like jumbled. And then as I talk, it gets clearer and clearer. I think that's kind of good, though. I mean... Because now you're just like, it's, uh, it's a musing. It's musings, but it eventually gets to the point that you're trying to make now that you're like able to speak it out into the world. That's true. But to bring it back, 180L. That's why I had to rehearse before like anything. It's because no one wants to hear my my thought process when you're making like a professional or like more purposeful call. Oh, uh, the, the number of people who said no update now is 8 versus... 27. Okay, well, at the start of this podcast, it was 7, so that's the number we will take. Votings after the start of the podcast are disqualified. 7.5, we'll average it, that's fine. So then my saddest time, I remember this, this was actually like pretty recent. Um, you're enjoying your hot chocolate? <laughs> you're supposed to keep talking as if nothing was happening. I don't know, I think I heard the mattress moving. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm gonna have to edit this out anyway. This is my bad. <coughs> I'm not used to, I'm not used to this. Language. Yeah, the the microphone I have isn't too um, apologetic about what it picks up, I suppose. Um, but the saddest thing I've ever got on the phone, uh, I was in St. Louis, and this was maybe a few months after my grandpa had passed away, mm-hmm. and so my mom had went to visit my grandma because you know, it was a it was a tough time for for both of them, I think. And I remember uh, they called me, and so I picked up, and my mom was like, here, I need to go like, do something for, for run an errand for a minute, like go talk to your grandma. And my grandma, mm-hmm. I mean, she's in China, she can't really speak English at all. And so there's like this combination of like me not being able to like communicate very well in the language, and also just like, how do you, what do you even like ask 
when you know your your husband for decades has passed away mm-hmm. so i'm like like hey like how are you i miss you i i really can't remember what else i said because there actually wasn't much substance besides that mm-hmm. but then i remember her like she'd like sighed a lot on that call like it was like very audible sighs and i'm like shit this like feels like really bad right now mm-hmm. and like how i don't know how to console you yeah and i feel super bad too i mean it's a terrible situation mm-hmm. i don't know if there is much i can say in order to like make you feel better but at least just knowing that i'm, I'm gonna be here you know i think the act of picking up the call was the best they could do in that situation yeah that sounds super sad it was which is why i mentioned <laughs> it on the podcast and being Sorry, very vulnerable that, that was very uh that was good consoling right no i think it's very hard to at first yeah i think even if there isn't a language barrier it's like honestly there isn't much to say that beyond that besides like i miss Mm -hmm. you like i'm sorry for what you're going through how are you doing i don't know there's just no perfect way to address that situation even if like you could speak the language perfectly but then there's always that feeling of like Mm -hmm. inadequacy and like i feel that a lot um it's like you met my grandmother the one on uh, my mom's side who doesn't speak any english at all it always feels like that with conversations it was just like um like a month ago you know things happened between in my family and then my grandma was basically trying to communicate to me but she couldn't like speak to me in Vietnamese because I wouldn't understand so she was like she was basically saying like I love Adora you know my sister and sometimes those simple things are the are enough to convey kind of what you're trying to say if it's anything I mean I saw my grandmother a couple months later and spoke to her much better because I was able to practice my Chinese before (laughs) I saw her again so yeah yeah the conversation was better there yeah. Um, so I asked the same. I asked the people on Instagram the same questions. What are the happiest and saddest moments you had uh, when speaking? So let's let's read some of these. First, I need to clear my throat a little bit. <coughs> I'm sick. What's wrong? <laughs> we I just had some milk and dairy is like not good for your vocal cords. In case you didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You you did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, our choir teacher always told us not to like drink milk or dairy before we. Go for, I feel like concert. it's. I think it's you who told me this. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I'm glad you kept. Uh, you you remember that. Uh, okay, so one person said rejection to my dream job. Do you think that was the happiest or saddest moment? Um, I'm the way you made me phrase it makes me feel like it was not the saddest because the obvious answer would be saddest. You would not open it like that if it wasn't this. If it was you know whatever. So is it was it the happiest? I mean, this person didn't indicate if it was happiest or saddest, which is why I was asking you. Oh, I was just overthinking. Classic case of overthinking, y'all. It must be the saddest, you know. Like rejection is always hard. I've I've been through there, you know. Flashback this time I called Lily was like, I don't got internship, you know. So we all we've all been there. How do you um deal with your with your feelings when you? rejected which is something that everybody goes through really i think the biggest thing is knowing that don't take it as a reflection of like your value that sounds so cliche but what i mean to say is that like especially when you know like the first time that i think a lot of us go through rejection especially like you know overworkers or overachievers wasn't like like we said like college admissions and like just knowing like in the case of college admissions is that they don't you don't know why they rejected you. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they had too many flute players that year, too many oboe players that year, and they're like, we don't need another one, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. And the same thing with, um, like, a job in scenario. You know, you don't know why mm-hmm. they rejected you. And uh, sometimes, uh, even if you don't believe it, you just got to believe in fate or something like that. You yeah. know, just whatever helps you sleep at night. Do you think it'd be good if people, if employers started giving you, like, feedback after interviews? Like, <laughs> this is why we did not accept you? Uh, Pauline was telling you about how... Um, like certain like political science things like fellowships or whatever if you send them an application they'll they'll tell you why they didn't like look at it further or like you why you failed the first round interview or whatever and i think so i think that would be really useful yeah. i think if someone told me like oh your 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 technicals were kind of rough or it depends on what the critique i guess if they're like mm. lol you have no personality it's like, <laughs> <laughs> how do i fix that you know so. life coach um during my, like, the summer after my junior year, I applied to, like, 15 different, like, internships and, like, research positions, and I got, like, rejected from every single one of them. Ouch. Yeah, it was super sad. <laughs> How did you go through it? How did I go through it? I mean, I got lucky because I, I, 
well, took the initiative and found somewhere else to go and take my talents to. And so I think it's just, it's, you got to move forward, honestly, like know that you do have skills mm-hmm. and you just have to find the right venue for them. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think when I was going through the, like, I just went through recruitment and when you... Recruitment for? IB, you know. Investment banking. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But um, if, you know, you get rejected or first round goes badly and you can feel in your gut, just keep applying, you know, even if it hurts. Even if if all you want to do is console yourself with Gilmore Girls and... And hanging out with friends and eating away your problems, self-jeopardizing yourself because you know where. So just, just keep going. Continuing, yeah. continuing to work hard, I think is the best, is the best path forward. Exactly. Okay. But don't be so hard on yourself and don't overwork yourself. You know. Yeah, of course. It's Take a balance. Time. Take time yeah. to rest. Exactly. Uh, this person he gave both happiest and saddest. Uh, so happiest was when they got a job. Congratulations. Congrats to unnamed person. Unnamed person. So a lot of these are, so far, job-oriented. Saddest was getting broken up with over the phone. I think that's such a shitty way. So so if you have, like, two people who are, like, who aren't able to, like, physically be together. Like, like long distance Like, long distance, yeah. <laughs> I mean, then, is it better to, like, FaceTime then? Is that, like, an acceptable substitute? I think so. I think it depends on the situation. I think, it's just in general, I think it's, like, a shitty way to go. But I, I guess if it... I think it'd be worse if, like, you were long distance or something, and then you guys make plans to meet up just for you to break up. You know, that'd be bad. So, so if the person going in knows, going in knows beforehand that they want to break up, just don't go visit at all. Just, just, just FaceTime or something. Yeah, because you don't want to waste their time. So. Yeah, that's reasonable. Especially if they're very excited to see you, that'd be really shitty. I don't even know like how to react in that situation. I mean, because like one of them, I guess. I mean, if it's not a mutual thing, if it's like a one-sided thing, then does like one of them just cry and the other one kind of like stays there until like. It's all, like, you know, wrapped up in a nice tidy bow. I guess, yeah, if you're on FaceTime, it's kind of like, okay, well, um, i got to end this call now. Yeah. Jeopardy's on, and that's my favorite show, so. <laughs> now, like, Trebek will never let me down like you did. <laughs> God, that'd be so bad. <laughs> but maybe, I don't know, that's hard. It, it is. I mean, I can see why that would be one of the saddest phone calls, honestly. Yeah, especially if you're on the receiving end. And like you, yeah. I think the thing about, I don't know if phone calls is, you don't expect to get bro- broken up with on the, over the phone, right? So yeah, usually. there's like a unexpected. And I mean, the thing here. is, if, if you were with somebody who is low enough to break up with you over the phone, maybe it's better that you're not with them in the end. Exactly. Good way yeah. of turning it around, Kevin. And it is sad, but I mean, happy beginnings, you know, for the future. Yeah. Like you said. Lamau, right? Was it yeah. Lamau? They, they said Lamau, yeah. Yeah, right, Lamau, move on. The know? next person will break up with you via handwritten letter. That is so much worse, because handwritten letters are so special. <laughs> like, if you send me a handwritten letter, I think you're, like, telling me, like, I don't know, you're taking me back to the days of, like... like... I, I think they're, what they're saying is you're so special that you deserve at least this handwritten letter for me to explain <laughs> I just can't imagine opening, like, being like, oh my gosh, I got mail. It was just so exciting this day and age, you know, because it's either just like packages or just like, you know, mails from like yeah. Capital One or something. They, they said like UPS is the new ice cream truck. Exactly. That's very true. So imagine like finally getting mail, opening it, and then it's like, dear Elizabeth, yeah. I really don't think that we should be together anymore. Lamau. Lamau. <laughs> Best, you know, yeah. you know, that sucks. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers from whoever. Yes. Yeah, That'd be, that'd be such an asshole who would just put, like, sincerely. Sincerely? Mm. From somebody who used to love you. Oh, God. Comma, yeah. That'd be bad. There's not really a good way to end that, is there? Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, P.S., can you send me all my shit back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my address. Cool. Next one. Uh, happiest. The first call from my BF after he got admitted to the hospital suddenly. Oh. Wait, that's sad? That is the happy one. Wait, what? So let me read that again. The first call from my boyfriend after he got admitted to the hospital suddenly. Meaning he... So like the sad scenario was that like he got admitted to the hospital. Uh-huh. But then when you get that phone call saying like, hey, I'm all right. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I made... mean, like in times where like I've gone in car accidents and stuff, my dad has always been like, since I told him the good news or the bad news, but at least he knows I'm awake, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's... How many times have you gone into a, into a car crash? Maybe 
three. Yikes. I would say more. Probably like... From you driving or other people driving? Always be other people driving. Okay. I don't I don't drive enough to get in a car accident. Maybe you should drive more. What's it here? You have, a good, you have a good track record of driving so far by yourself, so why not? Like, I'm, that must mean I'm bad luck, you know? I've seen you drive. You're not bad. Thanks, fam. Yeah. Have uh, you seen me drive? No. I, I lied about that part. I just wanted to make you feel better. Okay, moving on. I should see you drive one day, though. I'm curious. Um, saddest, when my dad called to tell me my grandma died, and all he could say was hi and then sobbed. Oh. That is really sad. That is sad. People are vulnerable in these, like, uh, yeah. DMs too. I mean, which I appreciate a lot. It takes a lot of guts, honestly. Yeah, that really, that's, that sucks, man. They can always just email my, my email at pod36.com <laughs> if they want to be anonymous, but that's regardless, true. I appreciate it. I mean, I think we're being vulnerable. These people are being vulnerable. It's, it's impressive. It's a beautiful podcast. Tear. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shit, you're crying. <laughs> Stop sobbing. Here, take take this tissue. Wipe, 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 wipe it up. See, that's the thing I don't like about podcasts. I could be lying about crying and Kevin could just uh, play along with me. You guys all think I'm uh, just so moved. My roof could be ripped off right now, but nobody would know. Nobody would know. Yeah. But no, that was a sad one. Um, and it's sort of the thing, like, how do you even go about consoling that person over the phone? Yeah. It, it really does suck. I mean, being in person with them in that situation would have been, I think, so much easier to console them, but... Consoling someone over, always on the phone always is so hard. Because you can't do much besides like verbally say stuff. Sometimes when you're consoling someone, it feels like everything is so cliche. You know, yeah. like, you're know, like you're like things will get better. You're like I feel like such an asshole. Like I just yeah. <laughs> took from like a like a script or something. You know. There should be like a book of like things you can say in times of need and just like flip through them. No, that's the problem. It feels like you're taking from a book of like quotes. Yeah. When I should. I mean, I'm your friend. I should be able to say things that are, like, appropriate for your situation, but... If somebody knows how to respond to those situations better, I'd be curious to know that, actually, because it would be good to know for future reference. Yeah, for sure. Um, last one. I'm supposing... Oh, I just got a... I got a little text from somebody. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Popular boy. I guess so. Um, the last one, uh, they said, I get excited every time I get a call but am routinely disappointed when it's a scam. Oh, they'll pick up the phone like I do. <laughs> I mean, well, they have to, right? Because, like, what if this is, like, an important call or something? I just said they'll leave me a voicemail. I feel like a lot of times, like, people don't leave me voicemails, even when it's important. That's fair. It's just, uh, what I do is I pick up the phone expecting it's a scam, and, uh, but I, I make that, like, an assumption Based on the location, like if it's somewhere, like for example, like if I interviewed like in somewhere a company in Houston, then I know mm-hmm. if I get a call from Houston, I should pick up. But if it's coming from like Wisconsin, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I pick it up and then I just let her. I don't even say hello. I just wait for them to say something. Yeah. What if what if it's the uh, your same area code? Then I pick up usually. But those are usually the robocalls. Okay. Well then, well I pick up and if it's a robocall, I just hang up on them. <laughs> okay. Actually, I, I feel bad because I think I've gotten robocalls, not robocalls sometimes, but like it seems like scams. Mm. And then I reply, like, they say, Is this Kevin? And I say, Yes. But like, then I remember, like, Oh shit, I wasn't supposed to say yes because I can use my voice to like use that, like, as a sound bite for like some other call, you mm. know? Honestly, there's like no, well, there are good ways around robocalls, I think. There's like apps you can use to report them. But I think in general, like, I mean, the, the era of getting phone calls is sort of dying. No. Because, I mean, text is so much more convenient, I think. Yeah. And the thing is, I... Not that I don't understand this person's perspective, but even if I knew that a friend was calling, I don't get excited. Like, it kind of freaks me out. Because, like I said, I'm kind of, like, social scary. You're and kind of social scary. I'm scared of social. So, if someone calls me out <laughs> that of... That still the... wasn't a complete thought. You said, I'm scared of social. <laughs> you guys got the gist. We're, like like Kevin said, you're, you're just taking a deep dive, a journey in my head. So, this is just my thought process. But if someone is calling me out of the blue, that makes me scared because I'm not mentally prepared for that. Like, so, even if, like, someone I love to talk to, like, Lily is calling me on the phone, I'm like... You should have told me in advance. I was advance. like, you, we, we gotta schedule these calls, yeah. you know, unless you need me and, like, you're, like, going through some shit. Then I'm like, of course you can call me. But even then, I'm not excited then because I know that you're, like, going through something. So I'm not, like... Yeah, so props to this person for, um... For being excited when they get calls of any sort. I mean, I, I like getting emails. I like getting mail. But phone calls is generally something I, I really hate getting nowadays. Because it's most likely 
a robocall or like some scam insurance company mm-hmm. or I get like a lot of like Chinese calls. I don't really know why. I I got one the other day and I'm kind of like I don't even get it. I'm not even Chinese. It's it's a bad situation honestly. It is. Whoever is in charge of phone calls needs to figure this their shit out like immediately. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's kind of our entire perspective on the realm of calling. Sure. And yeah. <laughs> I think that's a pretty comprehensive look at at the world of telephone calls, you know. Yeah, honestly, I'm exhausted. I was kind of like <sighs> I feel like I was there's a moment when you're talking, I'm like, man, I got such a boring topic. Like, telephone calls. Uh-huh. When you're, like, when you're telling me about rehearsing for, like... How, like, like do you rehearse for your, calls? Your home, homeowners association or whatever, association. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is a boring topic, but it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the beauty of the question. I think with the right person, you can make any topic into an interesting um, sort of discussion. I, I remember my writing teacher when I was... um. In high school, he told me, like, the sign of a good writer is that they can take any mundane topic and turn it into something beautiful. Exactly. It's just, like, um, I don't know, like, I think the best movies, the best books always have the most simple... Premises. Yeah, like, my favorite book is A Little a Little Life by Hana Yanagi Ahari. I'm not, I'm not sure on the name, how to say it out loud, but mm-hmm. it's a really good book. And the premise of the book is uh, following the life of... Uh, four friends from college and like how they um walk through life and that i think it's beautiful because it follows like because i think the most beautiful thing is when you can take something that means so little and use it as a symbol or as like a, a medium to talk about something greater right and kevin's you, like i want to end this podcast so yeah we're getting rambling. we're we're way past like the 40 <laughs> some minute mark i think it's because in the beginning we did that whole little sh- i don't know it's not really a spiel that little uh discourse that was very was not on topic whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we have to get through all thirty six questions, and I trusted you to do this one question because it's a difficult topic to make interesting. But you didn't. Thank you. You're a very good guest. Thank you. You can stay one more night in my house. One more night, but I have uh, two more nights here, right? Yeah, we're gonna drop you off at the airport. Oh, okay. Hope you make the best of cleveland hopkins airport <laughs> okay look kind of dreary i can't... looks like there's a mural of a uh, rock and roll so maybe you can sleep next to that you know probably green day or something i kind of like the, the 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 airport it's a very small airport but it's quick uh is there anything you want to plug before you leave any shout outs or whatever no i'm good i'm tired fine all right time to go to bed uh thanks everyone for tuning in to the podcast 36th tune in in the future for more podcasts sorry for not being more consistent about these but you know i have uh (laughs) busy life sometimes (laughs) but i really do try my best to you know power through these and thanks for sticking by you know no matter how infrequently i post these but this will be a good next couple weeks i have i'm seeing a lot of people at home so i should get a lot of episodes done uh so yeah expect to see a lot of good content coming soon Mm -hmm.